Hello and welcome to First Geek 411. I'm your host for this episode, Cameron Franklin. And with me um, is none of my normal people. <laughs> and so instead, um, we have two guests um, that are coming to join for this episode. We have Steph, who is back. Steph, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. It's a wonderful Monday. It is indeed a Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and our second guest um, is Jate. Hello. Jate, how are you doing? I am alive. That's also wow. good. Wow. Um, my boss always says when we leave work to try not to die. Yeah. And so. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's, I feel the same way. Somebody usually says like, see you later. And I was like, unless you lose your eyes. Unless, oh. yeah. Wow. Like that's I don't want to say that got really dark. Brutal. Really quickly, but, <laughs> just taking up my wipe off the sweat. Don't don't take anything for granted. Yeah. For things not remotely that um that crazy. Um Chris and Deanna both couldn't be here tonight. Um Chris has a crazy work schedule just with the start of the new year and then Deanna's just kind of been a little under the weather with allergies. Just kind of that time of year. Yeah. Luckily, y'all are both here. Yay. Yay. And so this year or this episode, we're going to be going through <laughs> our 2018 geeky top five. Before we get into that, we're going to go over our social media for the podcast. And so you can find us as at one geek 411 on Facebook, Twitter, and PlayStation community. You can send us an email at one st geek 411 at gmail.com. You can rate, subscribe on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. And we read extremely biased and unbiased five-star reviews on the <laughs> air. And then you can check out the show notes on our website, onegeek411.com. As we said at the top, Steph, you have been here before. Yes, I have been. And one of the things that I thought about doing ahead of time was looking up what episode that was on. Mm, yeah. And then I completely forgot to do that. Jake, since it's your first time, we have a couple, by a couple, I mean one introductory question that we like to do for everyone for their first time on the podcast. This might kind of give a l- way a little bit of what you have for your top five later on. Oh no, but spoilers. So, ah, you just do your best to be vague, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> for the listeners, what are some of the geeky things that you are into? Oh gosh. Um, yeah. Geeky things, I guess life. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> like in general, I like all types of video games. I'm a variety streamer, and I think a lot of people say, like, variety, and I, I mean, like, a thousand games in Steam variety. Wow. I really like VR. It's, like, one of my main things. I got a Vive day one, and I've been playing it pretty much every week since then. And I'm in a currently, like, a year and a half D&D campaign that's been interesting. We've had a lot of people in and out of that. Had mm. our team wipe a couple times. Mm. So you got 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 yeah one time i used my i used uh i had a wish and i used it to save my wolf and then uh i just peaced out into the into the forest and just left my team so that's just what my character would have done yeah so i don't know i like electronic music (laughs) and uh that's the uh i like anime i'm an otaku i've watched so much anime (laughs) way too much anime (laughs) i don't like i don't even really like movies that's is weird there's only like a few movies I actually enjoy, but then the complete flip, there's like very few anime I I don't enjoy the way things are. And Steph, just because it has been a while, we'll give you, what what's a couple of the geeky things that you're into? A couple of the geeky things I'm into, I play a lot of different, I mean, I play a lot of video games, but I play a lot of different video games, play a lot of indie games. I 
also do I'm also really into D and D as of the past year. So yeah, I'm in a weekly D and D group for about a year and a half myself. D and D gaming. Um, I do art. I occasionally watch anime, but not very often. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah, of- I'm outnumbered. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you and Chris would get along very well. He definitely kind of my introduction, and, not introduction, but it's kind of like my window into anime. Mm. Uh, Steph, you were on episode 68 previously. Episode 68. I'm going to make a note of that so I know myself. Nice. It's nice. It's nice to know yourself. Yes. You know yourself, yourself. <laughs> and so with that, we're going to jump into our 2018 geeky top five. The rough way that we're going to do this is that we'll cycle and each do one of our top five. And then after we get through those, um, we have a couple honorable mentions. And then we have some top fives, both from other podcast hosts, but also from some of our fans mm-hmm. on Twitter who wrote in. At the end, we'll give Steph and Jay y'all a chance to kind of tell people where they can find you. I see one of you got very specific with where you're located. (laughs) Yes, Steph. Wow. That's either very smart or not a good idea. One of those, but we'll get there later. Well, yeah. (laughs) And so why don't we go um, Steph, um, Jate, then me. We'll go that order. Oh, cool. Cool. Okay. Starting with my, and I didn't put these, I'm not saying these in order of how important they are to me, but just cool things. I got into in the year 2018. Yeah, yeah, I should have clarified that at the top. Yeah, this is not air quotes top five. It's not yeah. necessarily our order number five to one. And I kind of right. gave everybody the excuse that if they wanted to kind of double up on things, like, for example, these are my favorite movies from the year, that was okay. Yeah, so one of the things that I've listed is, which actually came out in 2018, is Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which is the third installment of the Tomb Raider franchise, reboot franchise. I have, I think it came out like in September, I think, of 2018. I have been a lifelong Tomb Raider fan uh, since Tomb Raider 1. Um, I used to play them like play the entire series over again in junior high and high and, and high school every summer i would just play like you know would it would however many had been out released so far i would play them every summer throughout junior high and high school yeah and oh yeah september the 14th 2018 is when shadow the tomb raider yeah. was released so this is the third installment in the reboot series i feel like they've kind of went back and forth on like if it's the last one in in the franchise as for right now, or if it's like open and like, this could be the last one. It could not be. I don't know. Yeah. Cause I think it was announced as a trilogy. Mm. I think so too. But like whether they keep that version of Laura Croft. Right. Are, are they going to make another trilogy? Who knows? But I, I really enjoyed the game. Um, I, I really enjoyed the first, the original reboot, uh, which was released a few years ago. Rise of the Tomb Raider, which was the second in the reboot series, uh, in the reboot trilogy, I didn't care for as much. The gameplay was really solid, um, but the story was wishy-washy, wibbly-wobbly. Timey-wimey? Yeah, yeah. But uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which is the third one, I really enjoyed it, and I really felt that it was a send-up to the Tomb Raider series, um, not only for the reboot trilogy, but also for older games as well. Um, I felt felt that it was a nice love letter to Tomb Raider fans um, because it did uh, kind of like there was one whole section where you were uh, Laura Croft as a little girl back at the Croft Manor. And I just, that just excited me and blew my mind. But yeah, so 
the gameplay wasn't as strong as with as with Rise of the Tomb Raider uh, because it was done it was done kind of through a different company who had been involved with the other two games as well in the reboot trilogy but hadn't like taken full reins. Um, mm. But they did in this one, as I said. So the gameplay wasn't as solid, but the storytelling was, I think, really, really good, and it really showed a more human side to Laura Croft than that I not sure i'd ever seen like maybe in the original in the first reboot of the trilogy series but i of course you know there was no like not too much character building in the originals it really showed a really interesting and kind of soft and vulnerable side Mm -hmm. of of laura croft as a person and not just as the tomb raider because this is like basically a prequel right that's kind of the the vibe of is her becoming the Tomb Raider? The yes, yes. So yeah, the reboot trilogy is basically supposed to be like before she becomes the Tomb Raider of the original games. Just kind of trudging around in tombs, as people say, destroying artifacts. But okay. <laughs> technicalities. You know, technicalities yeah. abound. Uh I mean, but yeah, yeah, most so. like TV and video game like archaeology is really bad. In, oh, in terms sure. of like sure. like Uncharted, where yeah. he destroys like mm-hmm. entire civilizations mm-hmm. versus, versus of like oh, yeah. architecture. Like, oh, yeah. no big deal. I'm just going to run out of here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Drive my Honestly, I haven't heard as many arguments against Uncharted's Drake than I have against Tomb Raider of like the whole like, she's destroying artifacts. Like, how can you like, you know, this is terrible. Honestly, uh, in talking with gamers, I've never heard that said about Uncharted. Probably until you just now. But anyways, I could go on. Yeah, with that, that might be a, a huge you know, topic. You're probably <laughs> uh, yeah, you 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 like Tomb Raider a lot, so you might be like in places where people are talking about Tomb Raider more than they're talking about Uncharted. Possibly, but I do know a lot of people that like Uncharted as well and don't play Tomb Raider. So yeah. That's my first one. Jate, what you got? Okay, well, I kind of did mine, I think, in suspense order, if that's a thing, where it's like, okay. you know, the the best, the most important is at the end. So, uh-huh. yeah, so you got to stick around. No, no cutting out early. <laughs> that being said, the first one I got is actually something that, that did happen this year, and it's kind of like an improvement on something that already happened. So it's uh, 3D printing has been kind of ramping up this year and this year they they just figured out how to do like 3d printing with metals oh that's sweet interesting people are doing some interesting stuff with that but that also opens up a ton of possibilities for what can be produced because if you can 3d print metals i mean there's a lot of other things you can 3d print the more i think important for me as somebody who's a non homeowner that would like to be for not as much as a home costs Mm-hmm. they've experimented with 3d printing houses interesting oh i've seen these before yeah and so i've been watching people like show videos of how they make 3d printed houses and how they keep the costs down and apparently the cost of a 3d printed house is anywhere from like ten thousand dollars to like only four thousand dollars what yeah yeah i think we actually discussed this on the podcast before. <laughs> oh really because it's like like, I, like cool. as i'm like because I appreciate Jay because he included links. And so those will be in the show notes. <laughs> but like one of the, the 3D printed houses that you have in yeah. this link, it's the example number one, um, that kind of like spirally one. I'm pretty sure I've looked at that picture and I, we linked it before yeah. on the podcast. It's so, it's just so cool because it, I like, so I'm like in a, an environmental 
designer and I do other kind of 3D art stuff. And so when I look at these kinds of houses, my mind's just thinking, oh, okay, well, I could make that house in 3D and then just, you know, hit print and boom, like there's your house. It's also cool. I've seen them do it for um, maybe some of these that I linked in the, the thing are a little bit more arty. They're like art type houses. I've seen them talk about it probably in a, a wiser way where they just have a machine that it prints and then it kind of slides over to the left a little bit and then it prints another one and it prints another one. And they were saying they could, you know, essentially get a big plot of land, print a bunch of houses mm -hmm. and it'd be better shelter for homeless people. Oh, yeah, yeah. So wow, potential is is pretty cool. I like the idea. I'm always thinking about how to make housing cheaper because it's it's kind of one of those expensive things that I would like to have one day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with college loans and stuff, it doesn't doesn't seem to be a feasible thing just yet. The man's keeping you down. Yeah. Like I wonder how the insulation is on these 3D printed houses. Like I guess it would depend what they use to 3D print it because Yeah. I've seen a lot that are 3D printed with cement and it's like yeah. layers of oh, cement. And so the house kind huh. of has a a bubbled look to the side. It's it's kind of bumpy. Yeah. Like you can tell that it was 3D printed, yeah. which is kind of cool. Printing metals yeah. and printing houses. Yeah, that's oh, sweet. Very cool. And something that's not remotely as future significant as that. My, my number five, um, I want to give a, a shout out to a couple board games that I played this year. Um, two of my favorites, both of which I got through Kickstarter. The first one is Seventh Continent, where you and it's a co-op game, and so you and your teammates are exploring this new continent. And a couple months ago, I had some friends out, and we played like an eight-hour session of Seventh Continent. Because wow. basically, there's a bunch of different curses. While it's not like a legacy game, um, mm. it kind of does have that replayability of like you can tackle the next curse and stuff like that. Were there stopping points before the eight? Or are you just committed? You have to do like an eight hour session to play this game? Um, there are, yeah, there are stopping points kind of built into the story. So like we, the one that we started with, we actually didn't start on the seventh continent. We had like crash landed on an oh, island cool. nearby. And so when we got, and it might've been six hours, not eight hours, yeah. but regardless, it was a long time. Our first, however long was on that little island. And then we left and moved to the continent. What, how many players can play that game, by the way? I want to say it's up to four or five, but let me look it up. Yeah, because uh, so on Thursdays, I have like a, a game night that people come over and they eat my ice cream and I make brownies and stuff. They love board games. So that'd be I'm always looking for games that have a couple yeah. players like that. Yeah, it's one to four. One to four. OK, interesting. It actually has a save function built in. Like there's a me there's mechanics in the game for how you save. Oh, weird. Okay. I haven't looked too much into it because we didn't need to do it. <laughs> we just beat it all the way, all the way through. But we actually didn't. We actually died, which was oh. kind of the, the oh. disappointing part. Six hours and dead. <laughs> yeah. Is it a Resident <laughs> Evil typewriter? No, you no. You walk up to the... <laughs> no. You burn a ribbon or something. Yeah, you only have like three ribbons. And then once you use all your yeah. ribbons, you can't Sorry, save. Sorry, no more saves. Yeah. Yeah, I got it through the Kickstarter and I actually have a bunch more stuff on the way. And so because they, they're sending out the Kickstarter in two waves. And so the first wave was the game, which was already done. And then the yeah. next wave is the Kickstarter content. Nice. So I still have that on the way and hopefully it'll be here soonish. And then my next game is Vindication. Um, I mentioned this on a previous podcast also. Um, it's a newer game, um, probably about a month or two old. Um, and so my dad and I had a really fun, um, fun night where we sat down and played it. And again, you're, you're kind of exploring 
a continent. Um, I guess this is kind of my theme for the year for board games. <laughs> um, and so you're, as you explore, you're revealing stuff and you're basically, you are this basically awful person who's washed up and you're trying to um, vindicate yourself and you're trying to basically prove that you're honorable, that you're worthy. And so you're ba- you build like a party of like followers, um, not in like a culty way, but more of like, like a party and like an RPG. And so you get those, you get really cool relics, you get all kinds of really fun stuff. I still need to do a bit more plays. I've only played the base game. I haven't dove into a bunch of the expansion content, but it's a really fun game and, and big shout out to them. Yeah, I looked, I looked it up. So I'm looking at it right now. This is a this is a cool looking game. I like any game that has hexagons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Full honesty, I think hexagons are underrated. Like that sounds like the I, most I ridiculous statement I love to hexagons. make. Hexagons. No, it's <laughs> great. I understand a hundred percent where you're coming from. Uh, we played the Fallout board game. Mm-hmm. And we opened it up, and I the first thing was just like, oh, heck yeah, hexagons. Like, this game's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> Another good game with hexagons, Terraforming Mars. Yeah, there you go. And I think, is it a hexagon when you do something in Hearthstone? I don't know. I haven't played Hearthstone in a long time. but uh, I don't know. I played it for like a month. I, yeah. I don't remember. I played it and was like, this isn't magic. And I stopped playing. I figured, yeah, I figured that'd be the case. <laughs> we'll talk about I haven't played it in a long time. <laughs> we'll talk about that a bit more later. But yeah. <laughs> Steph, let's go back to you. Second on my list is, like I said, I got really into D in 2018 kind of snowballing effect from the beginning of 2018 to the end of 2018 my first campaign was only like a year and a half ago I had never like I had been in one shots before to where in one shots for those listening if you don't know is just like a campaign that only lasts for like one night usually three to four hours maybe sometimes less and then sometimes like there's shorter mm-hmm. campaigns like I think I had started a campaign for like a night for like but we only lasted for like two weeks before everyone was just kind of like yeah i can't make it it's mm-hmm. it's just kind of eh. finally like a year and a half ago um and back in september 2017 i joined a D group and so we actually stream our friday night campaign um, called stormfall on twitch with Madbird streams and is a channel that we stream mm-hmm. from and yeah so friday nights for the past year and a half we've been meeting um, I have a fun fighter character named Kaylin, who's a dwarf and who loves Warforged and is wanting to build her own. But just like for the beginning of 2018 to the end of 2018, I just continually got more and more <laughs> interested in it and just like researching and started. And like I, I did a couple of like short campaigns that lasted for a few weeks or three weeks and crashing at the end of, t- of 2018 to where I was like, I want to build like a D&D community and uh, hopefully in the works for 2019 mm-hmm. for this year. So, but yeah, so like I'm looking into starting my own campaign this year um, into DMing my own campaign. I'm joining another campaign at the end of the month. Um, yeah, so I felt like that needed to be yeah. on there. Along with, I got really into Critical Role. Good thing to be in. Yes, specifically campaign two. I, yeah, I, I, I like campaign one. I've seen like up to episode 30, but there's like. I think it's 150. A million yeah. of them. <laughs> so, and they're like three, four hours long each. So yeah, I haven't finished campaign one, but campaign two, I, I think I caught up like the last few weeks of 2018 yeah, yeah. So that was something that kind of went along with my whole D and D progression mm-hmm. throughout the year. But just yeah, if you haven't, if you're interested in D and D, 
and just by chance you haven't checked out campaign two of critical role you definitely should like the characters are really interesting maybe even if you watched campaign one and was kind of like oh this is okay i would suggest watching campaign two or listening to campaign two like even in like podcast yeah, form i because, do podcast form yeah yeah i like watching like their reactions and stuff but yeah i would suggest checking out campaign two because they said the characters are on point they've definitely grown in their portray you know in their role playing mm-hmm. um even though they're like se- they've been seasoned voice actors for years uh it's still it's still i think great to watch and it's taught me a lot about role playing characters in D&D yeah i just everything about what i just said i'm just totally into still i'm not caught up on campaign 2 but i will definitely echo what you said about the characters there are character i've yeah. i've seen all of campaign 1 um, yeah. And oh. and so I'm kind of have that opposite of where you are. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've seen all of campaign one and there's, there are multiple characters in campaign two that I think are much more interesting and much stronger yes. characters as yeah. much as I love um, Vox Machina. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Laura Bailey's character, like Jester is amazing. Yeah. There's so. some heavy Caleb's my favorite Caleb and, 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 and not, um, are my favorite. There are some like there are just some really interesting character progressions and deep character acting mm-hmm. going on with that campaign. That is just, you know, and like they cover some like issues as well. Like because Not is a is a female goblin who's so insecure about how she looks and how the portrayal of herself and just you know things that she's really ugly. And you know, to most people, they do get scared by her. But like it, it's kind of a growth of how of you know, of how she, you know, you kind of constantly want her to be like, just, you know, accept yourself, just see the beauty in yourself. They've had a lot of people like write into the campaign, just saying that, oh, not kind of mirrors my Mm -hmm. body issues or, you know, mirrors my, you know, the issues I have with how I look and the problems that I go through. Um, So I think that's really important. And yeah, that's my second thing. Jake? On the flip side i <laughs> we definitely I have didn't watched, plan this because we keep going from serious to- <laughs> I, well i mean no, i mean like now completely on a different topic the second thing that i put and i i feel you put a, like things that you were into for this year and some of the like i i do those here in a little bit but most of the stuff i put were things that i know just happened this year it'll be good kind of like back and forth but this year especially people have been talking about this thing called the sensing city or the connected city. Mm. And I guess the idea of this, and I, I have like rough ideas of it other than that I want to live there and work on it. Basically, Alphabet, the the company that Google's a part of, they want to uh, essentially make a city that's like all connected with current technology. Hmm. Like they wanna they wanna take it to a stage that I think if people didn't volunteer to live there, they they would not be allowed mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. So um, like right now it's, it, I think it's kind of, I think it's just interesting because there's a lot of people that are obviously very secure about their information. It's like, Oh, well, I don't want to, I don't want them to know what ads I would like. So I'm, I don't want them to specifically target me for ads and things like that. Mm-hmm. From what I've read, this sounds like the complete other side of that. Show me exactly <laughs> it's like, what I want. Yeah. I want them to know. Yeah. I want them to, you know, specifically know everything that I would want and then make a city that's based on that and have, you know, cars that 
could like nobody would need a car because if you needed a car every car in the area would be remote it would all be automated Mm -hmm. so you could just push a thing on your phone and one of the multiple cars in the city would come pick you up and take you where mm-hmm. you need to go. And and so it's kind of, I think the idea is to be an example for what could be. And they want to yeah. make the city that just is is the future Topia type city. I don't know. Somebody explained it as like if the if city was a mm-hmm. smartphone. <laughs> and it's just, it's just so interesting. Having it be modular, things could be placed in and out having everything be specific to you is is an interesting idea robots that like pick up trash in the city so i don't know just just weird it's just a strange idea and it's kind of one of those things where i think you'd almost have to have a specific city like this that does it Mm -hmm. and is effective as an example or else you know most of the things that they're talking about in here probably wouldn't get adopted if it wasn't for somebody just doing it Kind of like, mm-hmm. kind of like Elon Musk and, and electric cars. Yeah, a lot of people think that's that's a thing and should be a thing, and it could be the future. But if somebody doesn't just do it, it's probably never going to happen. It's an interesting idea, and that's something I I didn't I didn't know about at least until 2000. I'm sure they've been talking about it before 2018, but found out and looked out a little bit more about it from mm-hmm. uh, from this year. Yeah, that's, I'm sure you'd be like if you were to try to take a giant city um, and try to convert them into this. I'm sure it would be hectic to say the least right i think they even have a place at least as far as they keep moving it actually i think what i linked here yeah so this says toronto but last time i checked it was somewhere in america so i'm not i'm not exactly sure maybe they're maybe they're unsure too but i'm it'd be difficult because i think you'd almost have to find a place that isn't a thing yet And like make it a thing. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to have somebody that's not about it. And that's just going to be yeah. a pain. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, Your first two points are way deeper than I thought. I know a lot of people would be really into that. And I, and I know a lot of people who would be like, heck no. There's right. no way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a super, I don't know. It's uh, it's just it's just such an interesting idea yeah. that I would love to see it happen. You know, mm-hmm. I like I'd love to see it happen just to mm-hmm. see what would happen. Mm-hmm. That's my my 2018. It's kind of a it's kind of a yeah. 2020 thing, <laughs> less of a 2018, but it's the year I heard about it. Is that when they plan to put it into action? I don't. No, I I don't know. I just feel like that's you know you used to be able to say if it was like 1980. You could say, oh, yeah, well, in the year 2000, you know, this is going to happen. But, like, we don't yeah. have that now. So we yeah. just have to kind of push, you know, every every couple years ahead mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than just getting that nice. This For is sure. – 2019 is the year that Kira – I think this is the year Akira mm-hmm. happened, the oh, anime, yeah. Um, yeah. with the bike and the, the city, you know, kind of, like, blows up and all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think 2019 might have been the year that that was – and we're like already that was based off of the future. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're in the future now. We got to go back to those, that anime and back to the future and all that. We, we got to go back to, <laughs> we got to be, I, I need to go there and get my wardrobe, like see what I'm supposed to be wearing this yeah. year. Speaking yeah. of future, cool. my, we'll, future. we'll segue there. <laughs> Segway. Um, my number two, um, it, it kind of goes along with both of y'all's. Um, it's a podcast called Androids and Aliens. It's by the people over the Glass Cannon oh. um, Network, um, which I mentioned last year in my top 10 that we did. And so Androids and Aliens is a Starfinder podcast. So it's um, it's like D&D mm. and Pathfinder, but set in the distant future. 
Um, so there's spaceships, there's gunslinging isn't weird. Like most characters carry guns of some sort. Um, there's a lot of like technomancy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like the combinations of magic and technology working together. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. I'm a huge fan of sci-fi and that's kind of been one of the reasons I don't mm-hmm. like, I like fantasy a lot too, but I love sci-fi mm-hmm. it's been such a cool it's been so cool kind of getting to dive into this setting Steph, you we, we discussed this briefly on discord the other day and um, one of the challenges with with some like actual play podcasts is that they're either really short and so you mm-hmm. can't get into the characters or they're like critical oh, yeah. role yeah. where it's four hours and like it's it's hard to carve yeah, out right. time yeah. for that yeah and take some commitment yeah. All of the Glass Cannon podcasts aim to be right around an hour. They have some that go over and some that go under, nice. kind of just to wherever mm-hmm. a, a cliffhanger happens. Um, is, is, that's legitimately like they yeah. don't plan out how long the episodes are. It's just right. the DM. Or, um, he'll get mm-hmm. to uh, a point where it's like, and we'll find out about that next week. And that's just where they end is whenever he does that. Yeah. Yeah. But big yeah. shout out. It's a great cast of characters. And so they added this woman named Ellie to their cast. Um, and she's fantastic. I think she's mm-hmm. Swedish and she's trying to do, I think mm-hmm. like stand up comedy in New York. She's really funny. And she like, um, she's not huge. Like she wasn't, I don't think huge into like D and D and stuff like that beforehand, but she was definitely geeky mm-hmm. and, but she's kind of been finding mm-hmm. her footing and doing really well. And so I've been really enjoying oh, cool. her character. And so, yeah. and also there's also just kind of funny things because she's not from America. And so when the other people on the podcast say mm-hmm. something, she's mm-hmm. like, does that mean what I think it means? Or, or stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I really enjoy that. Oh, cool. I'm going to uh, write that down. Technomancer sounds like a fun D&D yeah, character. That's, I, I think it's literally a class. And so is, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and up. so you can, uh, we talked about it in our post PAX East episode. Um, but the group that I went with, we all sat down and played a couple um, like hour long one shots of Androids uh, of Starfinder mm-hmm. at PAX East. And so that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, getting to kind of check out the system hands on. Steph, what you got? Nice. I played one night. And it was the best. Because I went. I said, and it was, it the, was best? What, the best. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Well, I, I, I went to visit some friends uh, who are in a weekly Starfinder campaign. And so I just happened to be there on the night that they go usually. And so um, it was really cool because they built me into the game. Like they like my my friend was um, or is a a a mouse character. Um, mouse i think is what they're called or something um yeah so she her character is a mouse so they made me her sister mouse and kind of like brought me into the story for the night yeah it was it was it was fun it was different i mean i didn't get too much of like a feel for the game uh just in those three hours but it was yeah it was definitely interesting uh they have it's 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 fun to like sit under those different dms because you get to a feel for like the different mm-hmm. ways you can dm mm-hmm. um i guess like you have some dms that are all about like adventuring and fighting yeah. things and doing like the fun fighting sort of stuff but then like the campaign i'm in on friday nights like we're i mean we fight things but we're also mm-hmm. heavy on the role play so we have a lot of like serious, quiet, you know, you serious moments or, you know, we, you know, our, our characters converse a lot. Um, 
a lot of it's like built around like building, I guess, the character of our characters and like finding out their history. So it's just fun. It yeah, it's 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 interesting. But uh, next thing on my list is something that is still going on now, but it didn't. I mean, in 2018, but it didn't start in 2018. But I discovered it towards the end of 2018, which is the podcast, the play podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I love this. <laughs> I can't get enough of this podcast. Basically, it's, I mean, it's a play podcast, so it's, it, it generally runs between a half hour to 45 minutes long. It's, for those who haven't heard of it, um, it's about... This guy who went to a Burger King in Chicago, him and his wife just had a daughter. He was just going to Burger King, getting a burger, and fell or was sucked into this portal into the magical land of Foon and just kind of fell right into this place called um, the Magic Tavern. He has no idea how he got there. You know, him and his car were both transported. He's like hiding his car in a forest, but his first night at the Magic Tavern, he meets this wizard usador and a badger who is a shapeshifter and um yeah so those are his two like usual uh fellow podcast people um so it's kind of it's all fantastical but of course like the whole uh, the whole shtick is that you know it's it's real like he was really transported to this magical land and he's like giving the people Mm -hmm. back on earth like the feel for the land of foon um but it is just really funny um, there is an adult subject warning. You know, there is language and they do talk about adult subjects, but it's all comedy. Um, so it's kind of like if you go to like a stand-up, go and see a stand-up comedian um, anywhere. So <laughs> definitely an adult content warning. But they but they do, yeah, I was going to say they do it in a way that's not, I mean, because like I can, like I watch certain things like South Park and stuff and or other shows that have adult crass humor and i'm just like oh i'm turned off by it but they do it in a way that's really i want to say like genuine and not like forced or like crass or disgusting um you know so you know there is like a bunch of sexual innuendo but it's not like ooh, it's like that's it's different somehow for me so yeah um really funny and just a great cast of characters very interesting so i started listening to this after you mentioned it the other day um, mm-hmm. And I'm about like yeah. five or six episodes in, um, and yeah, definitely mm-hmm. content warning. Um, but it, but yeah, um, yeah, but it is definitely hilarious. They do a lot of like references. One yeah. person um, was formerly known as the Prince, um, and mm-hmm. stuff yes. like that. Of yes. like, um, yes, and so mm-hmm. there's all kinds of the like pretty overt references that are that are pretty funny. Yeah, um, and they're definitely um, yeah. Like I said I'm only at the beginning. I'm looking forward to, to catching up some. But yeah. I said, I just recently started listening to it after you had mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. And it's still, it's still going on. I'm not caught up yet, but, um, but yeah, so I, I look forward to continue listening to it, but, um, yeah, that's my number three. Nice. Ramping up from the two things, you know, we're going reverse order here. Uh, the hype, the hype order, I think is the official <laughs> term. <laughs> So, you know, we talked about 3D printing and Sensing City, and th- those pretty much pale in comparison to this third one. Oh, boy. Yeah. This is the first Kickstarter I've ever I've ever funded, actually. <laughs> and it is the, the Uno brush. And I can see your guys' cursors. Yep, I'm already on. <laughs> frantically search, what is the Uno brush? Well, let me tell you about this thing. 
Uh-huh. Uno brush. Please do. Is toothbrushing um, reimagined? Ooh. Yeah. Well, that, that, so the way this thing works, I don't actually have it yet because it's still being being produced. Oh. Sure. But the idea is that this thing brushes your teeth in six seconds. I got in the super early bird deal, and uh, which is cool because it's like super good uh, package. But essentially what this thing does, uh, I've seen a couple of these in the past, but this one's got kind of like a foam. It's got like this foam thing on the end, and then it's got a handle. And the idea is you like bite down on the foam, and it mm-hmm. distributes the... Uh, toothpaste like evenly throughout all your teeth and then it mm-hmm. vibrates so it's like brushing the front back and bottom of your teeth all at the same time and so it brushes your teeth in like six seconds it has like a, a uv light thing to clean it off i have always thought it's kind of weird that you put your toothbrush just kind of on the stand or next to the just on the sink mm-hmm. and then it's just there all the time because I feel like there should be something else to Nasty. it, but yeah. So this one's got a little station that that has UV lights that'll uh, keep it from keep, it keep from the harmful bacteria. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure if this thing's gonna be, you know, like life changing. Like like yeah. oh my gosh, my my main thing for this, and this is uh, I feel like this is right right perfect to be the third point in a in the in the top geek things. <laughs> Because uh, my reason for getting it is just the worst. Like this is like an $80 oh, toothbrush boy. or something. And I got it because sometimes I'll be playing video games to like 3 or 4 a.m. <laughs> and I, I, I think about brushing my teeth and it's just mm-hmm. like, man, that's going to take one, like three minutes. One last thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to take yeah, me like man. three minutes. Gosh, but if it would only take me six seconds... Well, mm. well, I mean, shoot, I could brush my teeth a bunch of times, you know, yeah. I, or, or yeah. I could brush my teeth uh, after a meal, maybe, perhaps. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, I might, I might even decide to just have a, a scant of brushing my teeth just willy nilly for such a short time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I look forward to brushing my teeth willy nilly. Yeah, and oh, just yeah. come whenever this whenever this thing decides to ship. Yeah, I, I have you. no idea when it's going to ship. Like I don't have that problem at nighttime, but then, like I know some people brush in the morning as well, which I I, I, oh, I should, yeah. but I don't. But it, that's the reason. It's because I'm like, oh god, one more thing. Right. Like, well, that shows how lost I am. I don't even <laughs> consider brushing my teeth in the morning. Wait, I'm just else, like seriously. <laughs> oh yeah, no, nah, night nighttime and that's it what yep then again my so i have like the lucky teeth that it's a hundred percent it has to be a uh it has to be some kind of like genetic thing yeah Yeah, for sure because my sisters brush their teeth way more than i do they i mean they've had everything oh yeah you know yeah and i was i had didn't even have to get i'm the only one in my family that didn't even have to get braces yeah I no problems at all, and I brush my teeth only you know once or at night, and apparently sometimes I don't even do that, you know, because I get I'm too tired. This all just blows my mind. So yeah. I know. So, so question: know, You right? might not know the answer to this. So this is like I'm watching this video. Yeah. Um, 
but I don't know the answer. I'm 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 watching the video of like the teeth closing down onto the foam, and the foam is really thick, and the teeth go all the way into it, which that's that was my first like issue was like oh, uh-huh. but so like do you, I take it do you throw that foam out with each time that you eventually brush? not at, not each time. So okay. it, the pack that I got because I got the super early bird or whatever, yeah. it comes with like twelve of those foam things, and it comes with a couple of the connectors even. Like one will last a week, or I don't know exactly okay. how long they last. Well, but yeah, it, judging by how often he brushes his teeth, like. right, right, exactly. I don't <laughs> like know how long. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it apparently lasts a pretty long time, but it's because it uses the like infrared thing or the right. not infrared, the right. UV, right. the UV thing. Okay. So it's supposed to keep it pretty good. You're sp- I, I watched him like rinse it off. I imagine it's kind of one of those things like a uh, a sponge. Where you're yeah. like, oh man, some people are like, oh man, this sponge, yeah. I can't use yeah. sponges more than, you know, five times. And other yeah. people are like, eh, Months. it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I feel you. Right. I feel you. Okay. Okay. Once it starts to grow stuff, I'll know it's definitely got to be thrown out. <laughs> usually, definitely. usually I do the smell test. The smell mm-hmm. test. The smell okay. test is a good one. But what yeah. if it just smells like toothpaste and it's growing stuff? Maybe the toothpaste will get rid of it. I don't know. I'm really, I'm really looking like a gross, a gross human being on this podcast, but that's okay. That's okay. Hey, I've already claimed that I have problems with <laughs> brushing teeth uh, at night sometimes. So, but there you go. That's. I feel like that was definitely um, more important than smart cities and building houses in 3D. For sure. Printing, for sure. You know, yeah. So. so my next one um, again hard complete other direction from jate has is we're going to talk <laughs> marvel's spider-man um and so this is the ps4 game that came out oh. um this year and it's a fantastic open world um game you obviously play a spider-man i've talked about it throughout the podcast before and it's a really good take on on peter parker i really like that he's i think like 26 or 24 or something like that mm-hmm. so you get a peter um, that's been spider-man for a long time and so that's a really cool, not have to do the origin story kind of thing. Yeah, it just kind yeah. of says, you know who this character is? Here he is. He's already right. done. He's already done a bunch of stuff. Um, and so you kind of get mm-hmm. to discover that history as you play the game. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize it was based so far. I thought it would be more of an origins thing too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really oh. sweet. It kind of leaves them open that if they ever wanted to go back and tell some of for that sure. origin story, they can. Yeah. But I also want to say the DLC for it just finished. Um, I think it's called mm. The City That Never Sleeps. Um, is the It's like a three-part DLC. Ooh. And it's really cool. It basically adds an extra like 10 hours onto the game. Holy goodness. And wow. So, um, and so really the cool. story, it's really cool. Those three stories are all interconnected. Mm-hmm. And they kind of build out of the main story, but they don't necessarily tie into it. And so it's, it's really cool. Highly recommend. I'm trying to think what else. There's a bunch of suits. Um, and it's yeah, really cool to get. Skins. Yeah, you can kind of just yep. see all the references and stuff like that if you're huge into Spider-Man. Um, but if you're like me and you've kind of just like enjoyed Spider-Man, it's still yeah. a great game. And so yeah. I'm kind of in that same boat. Like I, I know Spider-Man, I like Spider-Man, but I just, I don't, I, I haven't like read any of the comic books or really de- delve into like the universe of right, Spider-Man. Right. Do I know um, Spider-Man? <laughs> but do I really <laughs> do know I... Spider-Man? What well, is that's really cool. Spider-Man? 
Well, that's cool. Like it was on my, it was on my, like, I want to play this list at some point. Now it's a little bit higher because again, highly recommend you might be able to find some good deals. I know there were some pretty good ones for like cyber Monday and stuff. So I don't know if this is just the small polling size that I have, but I have three friends I know that have this game and all three of them, I don't know about the DLC, but they've all hundred percented the game. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Is that, was that your experience was like, oh, it's it's pretty hundred percentable or is it uh, just my friends happen to really like Spider-Man this game? Like, so like I have the platinum trophy in it. Um, it's not a hard one to get. I pl- I hundred percented my first playthrough um, and then I did a second playthrough on the hardest difficulty. Um, it's definitely doable. It gets pretty challenging. Um, once yeah. you get to that hardest difficulty in terms of like, there are times where like I would just roll the wrong way or that'd be something just off screen and you'd get like two shot by a couple enemies on that harder difficulty. Right. But on like whatever normal is, they all, they're all named after Spider-Man comics. And so whatever normal is, it's, it's very doable. Um, and you can play the right way and make certain choices um, in terms of what you upgrade and what you unlock. You can 100% it on your first playthrough. Hmm. Wow. So. Interesting. I liked, I, I don't remember which Spider-Man it was, but it was, I think on like maybe GameCube or mm, I'm not even sure, but it was whatever one. I remember there was an area that was, it might've even been in New York. I think the square or no, it's in the, uh, the park central park. And I remember the whole game. All I would do is um, maybe it was, maybe it was PlayStation two, but just, it was really fun to do like this one. I apparently is where you, it's just really fun to swing from like building to building. Mm -hmm. But when it would just kind of randomly, you would appear into the park, you'd be swinging and all of a sudden just the building stop and you're in the park and you land in the middle where all the trees are and there's no buildings to swing off of. And if you try to swing off of a tree, you just kind of loop around that tree. So then you have to awkwardly run back to where there's cities, like where the actual swinging can happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I just remember that happening. Yeah, that's, I don't not, remember which game yeah, that's not really a thing in this because you kind of have, they kind of suspend some disbelief and you can swing off trees as well as you can swing off buildings. Okay, But gotcha. you can, you also have this kind of like slingshot ability where like you can basically like latch onto the tops of like light poles and fences and stuff like that and kind of just fling yourself in that direction. And so yeah. that makes like, like traverse, traversal like through Central Park and stuff like that a bit easier. Right. Nice, nice. Steph, what's your next one? My next one won't be as long winded, but um, is that at the, oh gosh, at the Games Awards? Yeah, 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 yeah Awards. the Game Awards 2018. <sighs> <laughs> so just preface is that I'm a huge Dragon Age fan. Um, I, I got into the series a little bit later, like before Inquisition was released a handful of years ago, but it was after Origins and Dragon Age 2 was released. Um, I did play Dragon Age 2 first. Most people would lynch me for that, but I, mm-hmm. I played Dragon Age 2 first because it's my first game. It I do love that game. Yeah. Um, and then I played Origins. I love Origins as well. And then Inquisition came out and I loved Inquisition. The Game Awards, um, I they did a new reveal trailer for possibly a fourth game, but we're unsure because it doesn't really say that it's, you know, but it's but 
So, like, if you've played Inquisition, Dragon Age Inquisition, there's a character in it named Solus, mm -hmm. who is an elf, and it has his voice in the trailer, and it's this very ominous, like, I have it, I, I linked it in the in the notes, but, like, it has this very ominous kind of, like, it goes around the symbol, and, and then it pulls out of this symbol, which looks like something that you would see in Inquisition on Solus's wall in his little study area in the keep. And then it has his his voice in the background. And then at the end, it's like hashtag the Dreadwolf Rises, which is something that was mentioned mm -hmm. in Dragon Age Inquisition as well. Um, my I I just seeing, especially since the new well, oh man, what is their other series? Mass oh my effect. goodness. Mass Effect. Holy, I'm so sorry. But like, yeah, that, since ma the the re most recent Mass Effect game was kind of a letdown. Mass Andromeda. Uh, yes, mm. Mass Effect Andromeda. I didn't play it because I'm not like a huge Mass Effect fan, um, surprisingly. It's something about space games that always throw me off, probably just because I like fantasy more. Um, but yeah, so I didn't play it, but I know a lot of people who are really looking forward to it and were really let down by it. Um, but yeah, so I kind of figured the Dragon Age franchise was dead, you know, and that it was done, but then this happened at the end of 2018, <laughs> and now my faith is restored, and everything is right in the world again. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, there's no, it's, it's, it's a complete teaser trailer, but that was something that was like, oh my god, yes! Yeah, so in fact, it, it spurred with my, with, uh, the game chat that I do, um, it spurred like all throughout this year, we're actually going throughout the series and playing from Origins uh, and spending like a couple of months playing Origins and then we're going to chat about it, spending a couple of months playing DA2, chat about it, and then spending like three or four months since it's so massive mm -hmm. on Inquisition in preparation for hopefully, I mean, I could kind of see them releasing it. I was hoping for a 19 release, although they haven't said anything, but also... I kind of think I could kind of see them waiting until 2020 because that would be DA Origins 10th anniversary because um, it was released in 2010, I think. So, yeah, I could kind of see them waiting until then to be like, it's the anniversary. But then sometimes they don't care about stuff like that. They're just mm -hmm. like, you know, it's a new game. You'll like it. But yeah, so that's <laughs> that's my fourth thing. Nice. Yeah. Do either of you play Dragon Age Origins? I've yeah, no? played all three. I I, I was the same thing. I did Dragon Age two first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you 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 didn't have you didn't like it. I no, I, I actually did like it. So I did okay. I worked at a um I worked at a game store and mm -hmm. so it was like I could try um I could play everything at the game store for free. Yeah. Uh and so I gotta just I kinda just played all I went through um, during that time, and I played uh, every game that was on Xbox, and then every game that was on PlayStation Three. Mm -hmm. And so I, I literally went down the list. And so <laughs> I, um, on Dragon Age, it just kind of was like whatever we had in stock, and that mm -hmm. was what was in. And so I ended up playing mm -hmm. Dragon Age Two, but I, I gave them most games at, at least at that time could be completed within three days and most games were like two days if you sat down and really you know oh. like played them yeah. uh, and then dragon age and i was like <laughs> i i cannot complete this game in yeah three days like it's just yeah. not gonna happen 
Um, but I also was in a just wanting to play every game uh, mm-hmm. mood, and I wasn't sure how long I would be there because it was my first job as mm-hmm. a kid. So mm-hmm. I did, um, unfortunately, not finish it, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't finish the first drag. I didn't do Origins, um, mm-hmm. or I played uh, is the In- Inquisition. Yep. It's the new mm-hmm. one. Uh, yeah. So I played Inquisition. I think I've started it three times. I like started it and you go and you get to like this portal near the beginning and something comes out and it's like, yeah, yeah, I, I've gotten <laughs> to that portal like three different times <laughs> for different reasons. Like I yeah. had it on a system or like somebody let me borrow their PlayStation and I, I, I got to that point on that on the PlayStation and then mm-hmm. I didn't have the PlayStation anymore. So I was like, oh, OK, maybe I'll play it on PC. And I got mm-hmm. to that part and then something else happened and then I didn't end up playing it. And mm-hmm. then I, wa- I was like house washing somebody's house and um, babysitting their cats and their dog and stuff. And yeah. um, they had that game. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll play this. And I played it up until that part. And then I was like, oh, I've been here before. Like, wait a minute. I've played this <laughs> game like three times. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's just it's just how things have happened. So I, I haven't really things. gotten into them. Yep. Yeah. But it wasn't that I didn't like them. I, it's also hard. Um, Steph, I, I know you for sure know this. Cameron probably knows this. But like, I have a, a love-hate relationship with single-player games. Mm, yeah. Like, while I'm playing them, I'm wishing I could play them co-op. <laughs> like, if yeah. this game released a co-op mode, no yeah. question I'd be in it. For you know? sure. And, and so it's, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of one of those things where I, I don't dislike the game. I just wish it was co-op. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe it maybe could be. the fourth one will be. It could be. That'd be super awesome. I yeah. I so my this is like totally a tangent, but um I there are so many games that I wish were just co-op. Like they don't need to change anything. Fallout 76 so um jumping ahead a little bit. But Fallout 76 like uh I I wished was fallout i liked fallout 4 or 3 or new vegas Mm -hmm. if if any of those games re-released full price but it was just the companion was replaced with another player rather than Mm -hmm. it being kind of mmo-ish yeah um oh man i'd be so all over that because i it Mm -hmm. doesn't even need to be the cutscenes with two people Mm -hmm. just let it be a single person during that and i know that's kind of difficult to figure out story-wise but Mm -hmm. i just i love doing um games with story with multiple people and yeah. that only really happens in a co-op setting because if you add any more than that it usually turns into more of like the players decide how the game is progressed um story-wise yeah. and yeah. so that's uh yeah i've thought about that they've people have actually done mods um to try to get skyrim to be like a co-op game oh, and, yeah. and they just they haven't worked very well the last have few you, that i've tried have you tried you should try sometime uh a way out oh yeah um, yeah, yeah 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 so yeah, i, I watch people play game. that yeah mm-hmm. i watch people play it um and that game looks that game's pretty cool yeah. it's the the guy actually that was the the host for video game awards was <laughs> the guy that created a way out i think yeah yeah he was yeah he was on there for a bit yeah 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 and um joseph fine uh, yeah joseph that's the guy yeah 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 and joseph, and not joseph fines but joseph something joseph something joseph in line in line with your your thing steph Fair with steph the dragon age yeah. reveal for me mm-hmm. it this wasn't necessarily a reveal but um crackdown 3 is coming out 
And I am so stoked because that game has, honestly, I've played all the other ones and I played them so much. That game has no story. Like (laughs) if this game has a story at all, it will completely just be way better story than the other ones because I, I, there's nothing like there's just absolutely no story to those games. And um, it doesn't even matter because uh, your goal is to basically just jump from building to building and collect these orbs. And if you collect yeah. all the orbs, like you did it. Uh, and I think they tried to make a story, but it uh, it's laughable. There's like really nothing there. <laughs> and this game, um, yeah, like I, I knew it was going to come out. Like I, I was guessing. So the studio that created Crackdown 2 is actually, it, it dissolved. It wasn't a, a, a studio anymore. Oh, and yeah. so I thought, oh, darn, like I really like this studio and it's yeah. gone. And it was kind of a Microsoft thing. And yeah. they... Um, when they released the Xbox One trailer, uh, mm-hmm. there was a, a dashboard on the background to show off the Xbox, and there was a crackdown symbol on the dashboard. So I've <laughs> always looked at that as like, look, it's there. Like, they're not <laughs> announcing it, but th- they are giving a nod. It's you know, why yeah. else would they show yeah. that that company dissolved? Right. You know, so right. um, I'd always hoped secretly in the back, and that's actually one of the main reasons I bought an Xbox. But now they have Xbox Connect and all that. So, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they did have an official trailer that showed off, you know, not really any gameplay, but just saying, yeah, it's coming out and, uh, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm super, super excited for that game, but yeah. Okay. So my, uh, fourth thing, uh, actually we, Mm -hmm. we, we said luckily that we could do groups of things. So, um, this group of things is, is, uh, anime. And mm. I try to keep it, I, I watched a lot of anime this year. Um, a lot of it is stuff that didn't come out this year. I have a problem with watching uh, ongoing anime. I, I mm. would much rather watch one that's already finished because I am going to binge no matter what I watch. It's like I'm, I'm going to watch it in, in bulk. So anytime that I have to watch an anime where it just, uh, yeah. I I want to I want it already be done. Uh, so this year though, I watched Violet Evergarden, and that was a really really good anime. Steph, we watched that together, didn't we? Is we that... watched yeah, we watched uh, not the entire thing, but I think we watched like four or five episodes together. That I love that anime. The really art good. style, art style um, is super super cool, um, mm-hmm. and just in general, the story is really good. So mm-hmm. yeah, that that one was super good. Um, I'll let you look that up, and if it'll be your, your style or not. And then the other one, I think if anybody watches anime or you know knows about anime, they would already know mm-hmm. this one. But My Hero Great Academia uh, season three was this year. So good. I was I'm really into that kind of style. I don't want to compare it to uh, some other anime because people have said it it's not comparable. But to me, I feel like it is kind of uh, related to like Hunter x Hunter. Uh, mm-hmm. is, is one that I really, really enjoy. And this one gives me the same kind of vibes that like mm-hmm. getting progressively better. And uh, it's the story where you already know from the beginning that this person is going to become the the best. And that's yeah. the whole thing in, in Hunter x Hunter. You, you already mm-hmm. know that this guy's probably going to become the best as a protagonist. So yeah, yeah it's uh that's super great anime. Um, and then, I, I'm watching currently, I figured I'd just put what I'm watching uh, right now, which is a, an anime called Baby Steps. And it's kind of like Haiku. Haiku is a volleyball anime that was mm-hmm. very, very popular. And I don't like sports, but I really enjoy 
this um i liked haiku which is a sports anime mm-hmm. i never thought i would and it ended up being awesome <laughs> and then this is a uh, one about tennis it's a tennis anime which if anybody told me i was going to watch a tennis oh, anime cool. i would have said you're crazy but yeah um it got a suggestion and so i ran out of things to watch and yeah chris <laughs> this ended the, up being really really like good sports so. animes yeah. like there's a biking one um he loved that's like one of his favorite yeah. ones um, yeah, I think he's watched that volleyball one that you were talking about. I think he's he's mentioned it. Oh, before. that's funny. Haiku's uh, really really popular. So, um, and then that one's yeah, something. Pedal. I think it's like something pedal. Yo, Yaramo- it's like yo, Yaramoshi, yo, uh, yo, like yo something. Chris is probably <laughs> something like extremely upset that he's not here to. Yeah, to... yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I'm so sorry that I don't. I, I don't. I haven't seen that one, but I I, I like the. Um, uh, like oh he's turning the corner and it's like no way he passed yeah. him <laughs> it's so good and uh <laughs> i i really it's so funny because when you look at the synopsis of it 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 sounds like there's no way they're gonna make it you know a, an entire episode of this one yeah. thing and then they do it and you're like huh <laughs> like they did it and that was actually good <laughs> like i don't understand but yeah so those are those are the things I was watching anime wise that mm-hmm. came out at least this yeah, year. Yeah, I need to catch up on my hero. I'm kind of like you. I prefer to binge. I, I don't really like to watch yep. like live TV, and so I kind of just wait for it all to come out and watch the whole thing. Yeah. My next thing, um, keeping on the Spider-Man train, um, is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the animated movie that just came out. Um, it just mm-hmm. won the Golden Globe for best animation animated. Picture, and so yeah. huge shout out again. A really interesting take. This one focuses more on Miles Morales than Peter Parker, um, mm-hmm. but there are some, um, of course, pretty cool Peter moments. And you get Spider Gwen, you get Spider Man Noir, um, Penny Parker, Peter Porker, and so um, it's really cool. <laughs> um, it's a fantastic awesome. movie. It's a great comedy. It's got some good feels in it too. Um, very much kind of hits that that younger Spider-Man vibe of, of him getting his powers. And it's like I said, it's from miles perspective, but yeah, like I still have to see it, but the animation for that, I remember like when I first watched the trailer and my mind was just Mm -hmm. blown at the animation because it's not like your typical superhero animation. And it's not like typical animation in anything because it's not, it's 3d but it looks like it, it, it like it reminds me of like um almost like a pastel look to it um but yeah like it's it's mm-hmm. beautiful to yeah so i'm i'm excited to to catch it yeah. sometime again highly recommend um they it kind of reminds me um like you're saying pastel wise of almost like anime inspired like there's a lot of like kind of yeah. exaggerated yeah like backgrounds and exaggerated yeah. colors and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. So it's, it's, it's fantastic. Like I said, it, there's, I'm so happy that it won the golden globe. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it's always nice to see movies like that win best animation instead of, even though that can be really good animation for like Disney movies and Pixar and their movies can be amazing. Um, but it's just nice to see kind of like a different, a different genre, a different mm-hmm. company winning that instead. Yeah. Yeah, some yes. diversity. Um, oh, it's one of the first movies in a long time that's like made me actually like genuinely laugh out loud. And so 
Um, oh, and that's so that's good. pretty cool. I lo- and oh, I love nice. comedies, but it's like I I legitimately was laughing out yeah. loud in the in the in the theater. Yeah. So. Oh, Steph, why don't you take us to your number five? Awesome. Yes, my number five is a wonderful game that I played in 2018. It was released back in September of 2018, called Wonder Song. Wonder Song is just a beautiful game about a bard um, who is what you play as. Um, So you're controlling this bard. It's kind of like an action platformer. But the really cool thing is the mechanics is that like, so you're going on this like epic quest where you think that you're the hero to save, to save your world. But it turns out that you're not the hero and it tells you this pretty early. So that's not a spoiler. Um, But you know, it turns out that you're not the hero, that there's this other hero, but you know, you can maybe save the world if you do, if you find these songs, if you find these overseer songs is what they're called. Um, so you have to go to these different like kingdoms and find these different songs uh, from the, I guess, the rulers there of sorts. They're kind of like spirits, uh, but yeah. Um, so you have to collect these songs from these people. And the really cool thing is that, so you're being a hero or you're, or you're trying to be a hero. You, so, but instead of fighting, you sing. And so you control this color wheel as gameplay to, to sing different notes, which are different colors. Um, and that's how you fight things. That's how you, and you don't really fight them, but like, that's how you communicate with spirits because that has a lot to do with the game is there's different like ghosts and stuff that you have to communicate with. And that's how you do that, is that you sing uh, these songs to them uh, to communicate with them or to help the ghosts communicate <laughs> with other people who are living. But the game, um, the, it was done by a really small studio, by like three people. Um, the main creator is, and I'm going to butcher his last name, but Greg Lobanov, um, but it's spelled like L-O-B-A-N-O-V. I know that's not how you pronounce it, but it's I forgot okay. how This you podcast is well known for mispronouncing um, the names of people that are alive. <laughs> but um and he was inspired to make the game from going on this like oh gosh this five thousand mile biking uh this this like cycling thing that he he cycled for five thousand miles across the u.s and so he was inspired by like the by like just like people helping him along his journey and him doing this quest and it's just really cool because it's, it's a game about optimism it's a game about hope it's a very colorful game. Um, and I think it was just very necessary in the year mm-hmm. 2018, um, just because of all the different things that were happening throughout the year. And I think a lot of people, you know, are just with, with certain things are in dark places. And I think these sorts of games are needed because they, they're colorful, they're optimistic. And, and it, te- and it covers all these different issues like anxiety and like, dealing with self-importance and trying to be the hero of your own life whenever the world doesn't see you as a hero or the world doesn't Mm -hmm. see you as good enough. And I think these are all important messages that it handles with such, it handles so well. And um, yeah, I mean, it was my top game of 2018. I compared it to like 2018's Night in the Woods, um, which came out in 2017, um, done by a different company course Love but it. yeah mm-hmm. uh, it was really good um yeah that's my number five yeah the yeah, art song looks really good like i i haven't played it yet but i i plan yeah. to and um yeah a lot of a lot of friends um a lot of our mutual friends have played it too and 
post stuff online and all this and everything I've seen from it just seems so smart and like mm-hmm. tastefully done. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it looks really, really good. Such It's such a, an over, you get such an overwhelming sense of joy playing the game that I can't, I can't even, and it's, it's like a good, like 15 hour game, but there's enough content to where it doesn't feel like it's dragging on. Uh, you actually want it to keep right. going um, just because you're just having so much fun playing it. But yeah. I think that's it. That's an interesting point though. Like it's a, you get so much joy playing this game, mm-hmm. which when I think about it, I've played a lot of games yeah. and you would think that would be the like goal of a game. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of games that I play don't necessarily get an over sense, like an overwhelming sense of joy. It's usually more of like a sense yeah. of accomplishment. Yeah. yeah. T- mm-hmm. Tends to be more the games I gravitate mm-hmm. towards. Actually, that that's a good segue into, yeah. into my fifth thing. So um, my, my fifth thing is a VR game called Beat Saber and <laughs> holy cow, like I, th- Beat Saber, um, if there were no other games and I bought my Vive day one, so it was a little expensive at the time that I bought it. I would buy it again. Yeah. I've watched you stream it. It's game. pretty sweet. It is so fun. Mm-hmm. It's kind of one of those things where, um, it feels it feels exactly the same as I remember feeling playing uh, Guitar Hero mm. or when I played DDR yeah, back in the day yeah. where I started off and I say, well, let's just see what we're getting into and like press play on the expert level. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what am I looking at? There's no <laughs> way you're kidding. Like, there's no way that my I could not physically move <laughs> the way that you want me to move without killing myself so it's like okay we're gonna just try this we're gonna you know try it on to start on medium and then like oh now i can do hard and like feeling the progression and starting to understand like how okay well if i slice like this for people i mean i think most people have even if they don't play vr keep up with vr i think most people have seen Mm-hmm. beat saber it's yeah. the lightsaber game iconic. you slice the like. boxes yeah yeah i definitely think it was one of the turning and especially with now playstation vr has it but if you get it with playstation vr you can't do custom songs which for me is super important because i now i'm like <laughs> ranked in this game so i've 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 gotten pretty good at it and uh i i think i can uh i think i can hit like top thousand pretty soon here um but this like I, I do mostly expert plus songs now and when I yeah when I'm streaming it I'll do um, requests people can request mm-hmm. songs and I can do songs now that are way way harder than the songs that when I was first looking at it they were the expert yeah. songs now I'm like the expert songs I can do sitting down like th- those are no problem those yeah. are easy but the expert plus songs that people have custom made I can do those like first try sometimes even and it's just so crazy thinking about how this game, how it shows your mind uh, will just eventually get to the point where it can kind of do things without thinking mm-hmm. about it and the, and the progression of things right, over time right. where it's really easy to look at something and go, there's no way I can do this. But then you, you, you know, you find out later after doing it a bunch and failing a bunch that you mm-hmm. can do it. So it feels like maybe, <laughs> maybe for me, it feels like a real life anime. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the whole progression, you know, but yeah. I, so the stream I did, I ended up streaming this. I've, I've built up, it seems crazy to say like, I've, I've built up my stamina from playing a video game, but like from playing this game, I've built, I've built up a stamina and I did a five and a half hour stream the other night of playing Beat Saber and they added a calorie counter. And so according to that, I don't know how off this thing is, but, um, I was like 
I'm upwards of 2000 calories mm -hmm. burned in a whole in a sure. game session. Yeah. So it's like, oh my gosh, I looked at <laughs> I ate a half of a pizza today and then I looked at it and I was like, oh, this whole pizza is only 1200 <laughs> calories. Like I would need two of these for how much I burned. Yeah. That's crazy. That that was my that's probably my game of the year um if I had to to pick one cuz I I really do enjoy <laughs> It's I really definitely enjoy a sweet game. It. It's I, I I haven't been able to play it, but I definitely get what you're saying about like especially like with the Guitar Hero because I got really into I think it was Guitar Hero three, and it's like you get to the point where it's like oh I can yeah. do these songs yeah yeah expert. three was and mine too. Like, for me like I yeah I now struggle like I've yeah, played Guitar Hero think since about it. then, and it's been like I used to be able to do this, and mm. this was an easy song, and I'm struggling on medium now. Yes, because like I haven't played this in so long. Yeah, exactly. I won a Guitar Hero tournament and then I tried it recently and was like, oh gosh, like I, I can still, it's actually worse now than it was originally because, because I can mm -hmm. view it and my mind sees them, but my hands don't do it as much anymore mm -hmm. as they used to. Like I, I'm not practiced. Yeah. I got but, you. Yeah. I've been there. My number five um, <laughs> is Magic the Gathering Arena. Um, no surprise to our listeners that I love Magic the Gathering and um, the discord people have heard me yeah. talk about magic a ton. Um, and so, um, I've been really enjoying it. It's, it's kind of funny to see hearthstone, which was very much inspired by magic. Um, and then now we have magic, the gathering arena, which is right. wizards trying to make like online magic entertaining to watch. Cause turns out people like to watch mm -hmm. things that are cool to watch. Um, and so it's really cool to see the game that's not watered down. Yeah. It's a lot of people were worried that certain card types wouldn't be playable. Um, but it's the full game of magic and it's some of it. You had to learn the interface still, but, um, it's very yeah. easy. It has a good tutorial to yeah. walk people through who are new to the game. And then on top of that, it's really easy to play free to play. Mm -hmm. Um, which is great. Like I've been playing since closed beta. Oh, good. Um, and so I've played through two account wipes, which I knew was going to happen. Like it's not, that's just how betas work. Um, and so, but I've spent zero money yeah. and I have great. like a tier one deck and I, I just started playing ranked earlier this week and I'm already up to gold. That's without wow. playing, wow. Any, uh, without paying anything into the game. And so I love it. And nice. like I said, it's, it's great to get to see what I think is probably one of the best tabletop games ever made. Um, come to digital in a way that's intuitive and looks cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the animations look really cool from what yeah, I've yeah. seen. And on they that give too. really cool animations to a lot of the rares and mythics, and so it's it's really cool. Um, sometimes they're like inspired by the art of the cards. Other times it's like the character on the card coming out and doing something. Oh, cool! And so they kind right. of they add a bit of that. Like it kind of takes a note also out of Hearthstone, where like when you attack, the characters like move and hit the opponent or hit the opponent's creature and stuff like that. Yeah. And so it's, it's really cool. Highly recommend Nice. for the sake of time. Um, and I'm kind of sad about this. Um, we're going to need to just rush through our honorable mentions as much as yeah. I wanted us to have a discussion. So we might have to, um, have to have this discussion <laughs> right, another time because I really want to have sure. it. Yep. Um, and so I'll just go ahead and start right. and then we can go, um, we'll go through the list and then we'll get to our other hosts and listener mail. Um, so my honorable mention was No Man's Sky Next. Great game. Put in like 60 hours after that update. Jake, what about you? Uh, my honorable mention uh, was Super Animal Royale, which I feel like needs some premise because this game isn't like mm -hmm. as known probably as No Man's Sky. Mm -hmm. But it's um, so Battle Royale was like huge in 2018. And I I have 
our goal was to get one win in like every battle royale and i've done that in all of them but i think maybe spell something whatever that one's called but um super animal royale is a 2d take (laughs) on that and um and you're like you play this cute little animal and you can get clothing for it and you can unlock different animals and stuff like that but the big thing for this one is uh for me battle royale modes just were slow and super animal royale is really really fast like the games go super fast in the first in the first week that i played it i already have over 100 wins oh so it's like the the games go by very very fast uh and so i i definitely would like to it'd be cool if the more more people would would check it out um they just released a demo mode so they it's a free to play version that just doesn't have the cosmetics mm-hmm. definitely worth definitely worth a play especially cuz now you can play it for free that's my my mention there my honorable mention is Fallout 76 I said before earlier in the podcast I live in West Virginia and I was born and raised in West Virginia so even just hearing about this game just I loved it from the get-go, and I love playing it. It's definitely not like the other Fallout games, if you're unfamiliar. It's not a single-player game. It's definitely better enjoyed with friends. Um, it is a uh, MMO, and yeah. So, I mean, I one thing I really love about it is I think it's a very good... I think they did an excellent job showcasing West Virginia, um, and I think it was a nice... I said this with Tomb Raider, but I think it's a nice love letter to West Virginia, mm-hmm. Um, because they included a lot of things in it that they didn't really have to, like even down to like the insects you hear and the birds and that you hear in the game are from West Virginia. Like that's what I hear when I go outside. So yeah, I just thought just little things like that keep me entertaining, keep me kind of going back for more and just the discovery and the huge map and just a different, I, I mean, it, it can be repetitive in some places. And like, I see the problems people have with it, but if you're with the right people, if you're with the right friends, like it can be just tons of fun, I think. So I'm still having fun a few months later. I'm only at level 20, but I'm looking forward to getting more levels. So, yeah. Awesome. So we'll go through some listener mail, then we'll give um, the list or give y'all a chance to tell the listeners where they can find more of you. Um, and so our first listener mail comes from Shanine who's um, at the hoot and how um, I think that's her Twitter. And I think she runs a blog with that same name as well. And so like she said, name. mostly Marvel stuff top from 2018 was infinity war spider verse, watching her husband play Spider-Man and then Octopath, which was her first mm-hmm. ever RPG. And that's a bold first RPG. Yeah. And then yeah. she also said some stuff that she was hyped for for 2019. She said, end game, end game, end game, Captain Marvel. <laughs> so, nice. And then we got another one from the Nerd of God podcast, and they said the Spider-Man game for PS4 mm-hmm. um, was one of their favorite geeky experiences. Nice. So, nice. Um, nice. echoing you a little bit on there. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was kind of funny, like seeing both of those and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna kind of just talk about both of these because they're all fantastic." <laughs> and yeah. so, Chris um, said that I mean, you know, he couldn't be here. His he has this new job that's going on, and that's that's why he's busy. Um, and so he's very. Um, that's kind of his big thing for this year. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good problem. To yeah, have. exactly. Yeah. And so hopefully he'll be back um, next week. Um, but I, I think I said at the beginning, he's kind of busy for this month. And so we're trying to get stuff figured out. And then Deanna said that her um, top five was 
um, winning best skit at Comic Palooza as the non-Disney princesses. Um, that's oh, that's cool. That's with some of her um, her girlfriends. They've done this every year. This is, I think, their third year winning um, the skit contest, and so they make all their own costumes. Wow. And so, like, they've done like Marvel in DC. They did the House Founders from Harry Potter. Nice. Um, then this year they did non-Disney princesses, and then she and I got to go and see the Lion King musical when it came to Dallas. Nice. So um, good. And so that was also on her list. That's a really fun oh, one. Oh my gosh. And then um, she and I also got married this year. And so, hey. 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 Um, and so we went to Disneyland and Universal um, on our honeymoon. Nice. And so she Aww. says specifically going to Disneyland for the honeymoon. Um, back to more cosplay. She got into Rebel Legion as an X-Wing pilot, which is like a nonprofit. Oh, cool. Yeah. Dress up for the, uh, for like. Charity. Yeah, more. And- yeah. Charity type. Well, yeah, for like yeah. kids and yeah. um, yep. in hospitals and stuff yeah. like that, right? Yep, yep. They do a lot of that. Um, That's really cool. And so they did a big thing in the Dallas parade. Um, they set they do fundraising, and so like right now they're raising funds for a charity that it goes to people who are in wheelchairs, and it's kind of to provide like like Halloween costumes and cosplay nice. stuff for them. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing that she did was meeting the voice actors of Aladdin, Jasmine, Ariel, and Belle. Aww. And oh, wow. so we have signed pictures up in our apartment Aww. when she got to meet all of them um, at a recent um, a recent con down in Houston, I think. As a fellow or San Antonio. As a fellow Disnerd, I can appreciate that. And so those are her top five. And um, with that, um, um, Jade and Steph, where can the listeners find y'all um, so they can hear more about whatever it is that y'all have to say? I can go first. Uh, um <laughs> Um, you can, um, well, I, I I do storyboarding and art as that I'm, I'm a full-time freelancer. Help me. I'm poor. Um, but my (laughs) art website is at stuffscals.com. If you need storyboards or any illustration or art done, go there, contact me there. I'm also on Twitter at, um, at stephskylesart.com and that's s-t-e-p-h-s-k-i-l-e-s-a-r-t well there's no dot com it's at stephskylesart yeah okay and then also i run a weekly well i mean it's not just weekly but we record weekly gaming kind of a video a book club for video gamers called game chat each week we discuss online or we also have recorded podcasts that you can find at google play itunes and stitcher you can also check it out check us out at the website thegamechat.net but we talk about you know we play certain parts of games weekly or play like a smaller game weekly we also have month chats. Um, we're also playing through the Dragon Age franchise this year. A lot of stuff going on. So there's definitely, if you're, if there's certain games that you play, as long as it's not like I play only Call of Duty, then I'm sorry. But if you play <laughs> any kind of story-driven games, then <laughs> check out the website. There's probably a game that you want to play or have played that you can chat with us about and we more than happy to have you um the game chat's also on twitter at the underscore game underscore chat and also you can check out some articles i do for love thy nerd which is a um organization that goes to different conventions and uh we just kind of love on people build relationships we are christian based um but we're not like in your face christians yeah you can find out some I do. I'm an associate edit, editor with them, so you can find some of my articles there at lovethynerd.com. Nice. Okay. Uh, I'm Jate. Uh, you can get me on Discord. 
that's usually where I'm at. Uh, my Discord is Jate number zero 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 one. Also, you can join where uh, I had a Discord that is partnered called Love Clan, um, and we are a Discord for nerds who are invested in each other. Mm-hmm. So we, I'll I'll let you uh, look that up if you're in Discord then uh, you should definitely add one to your Discord list. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's loveclan.net. Um, everybody else here is a, a part of that too. Yep. So it's like it's kind of, give them a wave. That's how we met. <laughs> yeah, it seems weird. Because I know I'm talking to other people than just you guys, mm-hmm. but it seems weird to like talk about it here. Um, and then uh, I live stream. So a lot of VR stuff and uh, other games, but that's mixer.com backslash jate. Uh, and I used to use Twitch, but switched to Mixer a while ago. And then just recently, I, I now have more followers on Mixer than on, on Twitch. So I guess I'm officially nice. switched over. <laughs> Twitter is just Jate Designs. I also do art stuff, not as much uh, freelance stuff anymore. But um, if you just are curious about, I guess, the art stuff I do, uh, Vimeo.com backslash Jate. I haven't updated there in a while, but uh, there's also an Instagram that was uh, recently hacked, but it's now unhacked. Woo. Nice. So, <laughs> yay. I have to figure out how to delete all the random people that it's following now. But that's that's wow. uh, Jate Designs. And then uh, my current GPS location is 30.400001, latitude negative uh, 84.141108. If you ever just want to come to my house and give me a hug, um, I'll, I'll see you then. <laughs> I'm curious what happens if I just like Google that. Yeah, you'll literally find my house. I mean, you know, I laugh, but like my my home address is on my website, so I. Yeah, I mean, if if you, I mean, again on Thursdays, if you come to that GPS location, oh yeah, I will give you ice cream and you can play board games with me <laughs> and you can try VR. So you now have okay. a latitude and longitude of no excuse. To not have something to do on a Thursday. There you go. So with that, um, thank you all both again for being here and kind of filling in as for some last minute kind of stuff. Um, run through social media great. again for the podcast. Um, we're at one geek four one one dot on Facebook, Twitter, and our PlayStation community. Um, you can also find our show notes at one geek four one one dot com. Um, you can send us an email at one st geek four one one at, at gmail.com. And then you can rate, subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Um, and be sure to reach out and say hey to Steph and Jake and tell them thank you for being here if you enjoyed the cast. Yes. Yeah. I'm really glad that, y'all, again, that y'all could both come and, and we could hang out and we could talk about the cool stuff in 2018. Thank you for inviting. It's been great. Yeah, definitely. So with that, um, it's been a great week. I love you.